There we are. Hey, sorry about a little technical difficulty there. It was not wanting to go live. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. We're, we're going back to my original, you know, area where I used to live, Oregon. We got reached out and there was a group of people that did an investigation. Um, they were part of the Cascade Theatrical Company and um, a couple of friends that were also in to the paranormal, including Stacy, you know, who is a psychic uh, medium. And this, this one was really fascinated when they, they told me about this uh, because this was July 27th, 2021. Um, they did the night, they did an investigation at the Cascade theater. Uh, and we're going to talk about what they found the, the history kind of behind this leading up to that where five people got together and they had Dr. Scooby-Doo. So this really, this is really cool. So we're going to take, take this in. We're going to get with these two ladies are join, joining us and we're going to find out what is going on at the Cascade Theater in Bend, Oregon. And that is now. Welcome to the Three Beards Podcast. My name is Craig along with Austin and Chris. Passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century. Let me out. I'm afraid that is why at this time chris how are you sir wonderful wonderful he's there you are i was gonna say are you muted no hey so um just i've had vacation for the last couple days so i'm just been hanging out with my folks and preparing for tonight's episode and it's time let's bring them on right now we have janelle and stacy joining us live from central oregon how are you two doing good thank you Awesome. Thanks for awesome. having us. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry that Corey, you know, wasn't able to make it. She had a last last second family family emergency pop up, so she had to take care of that. So we, we wish her, you know, the best on that. Hopefully that, you know, hopefully that clears up pretty soon here. So that's that'll be awesome. But one, like I teased here, I mean, let, let's talk about how the fact that you guys had real life Scooby Doo with you. That's awesome. <laughs> And that's that's what, what it's it's what I was, when you said that at first I thought like ah oh, that's a cool nickname no that's a dog's name that's awesome. I was joking around <laughs> most of the night with having the dog was really great because he has this other sense where he would draw our attention to different areas of the building. And that's I felt like Velma. Well, I was going to say in, in a way in a way too isn't that 
that's really cool when some people do that, when they actually watch and they pay attention to the animals, because cats, dogs, birds, I mean, they, they sense these energies that are around. And that's, that's what's really cool that, you know, they had that there, you know, as another tool. Yeah. And, and we glad that the theater let us have a canine in the building. That's that's cool. And then uh, the joke I was just going to say, I wanted to get that out of the way first. But the one thing, can we all be honest about the Scooby-Doo show? You know, why they always ran? Why didn't you just try to pull the mask off the creature at the first, right in the onset? I mean, I know that'd be a lousy show, but I'm just like, after a while, wouldn't that just become your first instinct <laughs> to <laughs> find out if it was Farmer Johnson, you know, all along? It's like running up <laughs> the stairs in a scary movie. Why are you running upstairs? Yeah, I just, I just always, I always... Yeah, I always thought about that with the cartoons as I was watching. It. It's like, pull the mask first, you know, reach over there, and then then if you just if it still goes, you know, then okay, now now it's time to run. <laughs> now it's time to say yoinks. <laughs> yeah, as but no, they that was that was the thing. I want you to get right to it because um, you kind of held held close to the chest here. So you know, I don't know a whole lot of the details on the event. So lead us up to what got you guys to form your team to well, do this started, in the theater. Yeah. I started teaching voiceover voice acting classes at the theater and I would stand on the stage and my students would be in the chairs um, uh, out in the audience, so to speak. And one particular day after class, all my teenage students left and um, I was collecting my, things and getting things ready to leave and I heard these high heel shoes run across behind me it sounded like I've heard on in theater just before the curtain's going to open there's someone running across the stage it's like a quick chop 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 and then it stopped and I didn't register it at first and then I stopped and I looked around and I was like wait I'm the only one here and it sounded like it was behind me or up above me um, so I went into the main office and I said did you happen to the man who's in the office? I said, you didn't happen to have heels on and run across the stage just a minute ago, did you? And he's like, no, but um, got on to the topic of, you know, they've heard ghosts possible in the building. Um, there's a plaque at the back of the, um, behind all the seats that um, has a name in honor of someone who passed away. A lot of the chairs have little plaques on them that have, you know, uh, names of people who have purchased, um, you know, their names on chairs like theaters do. Um, so I started going, well, um, who is this thing that tried to reach out to me and started doing some research online and was coming up with dead ends. I was looking at old photos, dirt roads of downtown Bend, trying to pinpoint what used to be that building. I couldn't find really any answers, but I came across a lady's name. I sent you, um, uh, drawing a blank on her first name, Nerves, uh, last name, Tori. Yeah, and she passed away in 2010, I believe. Um, very big in theater, opera singer, uh, involved at the college here, Central Oregon Community College, which a lot of people are connected between the theater and the college. Um, and I uh, was telling my friend about this and she says, oh, I actually know her when I lived in Seattle, we were doing opera together and um, started to feel like she may have, cause that's the only name that really 
was similar to like heels loved she loved to be in heels and on stage i learned and um kind of don't know if it was her but kind of felt like that at least if anything was kind of like the beginning of the ball that got rolling and kind of got obsessed with trying to find out as much detail as i can about the history of the theater um and then i went on this new fairly new group on facebook called um i think it's uh bend paranormal and i put a shout out there to see if anybody would be interested after getting approval from the theater to get a group of small group together to investigate and that came together naturally and very quickly i had pretty much a tech girl a, a medium um, a few comedic friends that were into paranormal that made it a, lo a lot of fun um, oh, i bet we, we performed for the the ghosts which we'll talk about later but that's kind of how it all started is was just i heard a noise and i ran with it that's that's cool and i was just i was just gonna say too in in with your thing where you were saying, asked them as weird as a question might like be in today's day and age when it's like, when you ask a guy, it's like, where are you wearing heels? Not really that weird of a question anymore. <laughs> Especially <laughs> in theater. Yeah. It really, really, really is not that strange of a question. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's so it's just what, what are those you get? But that that's, that's the cool part uh, about this is it just, there's, there's a lot of energy that's in, in these theaters and, and this is where it, now, Stacia, were you part of this Ben Paranormal group? Is that where you, you came in to this, or was this um, you? You did you guys get um, come together in another another fashion? Am I muted? Are we on delay? I hear you. I don't know if she's okay. muted. I don't hear her. I didn't hear you. There you go. Okay. No, is it, did you hear? I was just I'm like, sorry. how did you, yeah, no, no, it's, there might just be a little bit of delay. I was just, um, how did you meet up with Janelle and the rest of the group? You know, when you came to this picture, were you part of that Ben paranormal? I wasn't. Janelle found me. <laughs> maybe she, maybe she should tell that part of the story. She found me. I was trying to find a, a paranormal group originally. Uh, the closest one I could find was in Portland. And in doing research, I came across Stacy's name. Um, but there's a funny story behind that, um, which I'll let Stacy share. So I'm not talking the whole podcast. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I found her and I reached out to her. And then you can, you can, uh, you were telling your son about this, right? I was telling my son, I, Janelle had called me top and I got off the phone and I called my son and I said, guess what? You know, and I'm talking and he's like, I know her. I know her really well. And so I got off the phone with him and texted her back and, um, you know, they were really close friends. So it's funny how it all kind of came together uh, and, and really wonderful too. So how most of the adventures been yes <laughs> yep yeah this um so how no go ahead chris so on the investigation how was the energy in the theater was it just like a normal normal day in the theater for you or it was a normal night in the theater for you how was the energy we thought it was going to be peaking 
kind of during the witching hours of the night, but to our surprise, a lot of the activity was happening during the hours when the theater would normally start to open their doors uh, about 6.37. And then it was, we weren't actually prepared. We were still trying to prep for our plan and all of that and stuff just keep ha kept happening. And uh, Stacy and I walked in, we got there first uh, we went through the back doors, walked across the stage to the dressing room, and it took us about 15 minutes. We didn't even have cameras ready or anything. It took us about 15 minutes just to cross the stage because Stacy was just, um, she couldn't get the information out fast enough. Do you remember, Stacy, some of the, the things that you encountered? I, I do. <laughs> I do. I mean, we weren't even through the back door and barely onto the stage. And things were popping off. There was a gentleman that made himself very clear that he was here for the show. And, um, and yeah, we didn't have cameras ready or anything. And uh, it, was, it was pretty crazy. So we learned right then that the next time we do anything, uh, we're going with cameras on and ready the second we walk through the door because, um, you know, it was, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it at all, you know, 20 feet into the door and things were already um, making contact and the, the energy was just big and beautiful. I mean, it was There's an amazing investigation. Italian man that had walked in with a bunch of women around him and you can remember that. Yes, yes. So he, how, uh, how many, he was yeah, I was going to say, how many do you? Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say, how many did you think? Do you think that you encountered on that investigation, like actual? An entire theater full of people, and the audience and actors. It was an entire full building that we encountered at oh, some wow. point during the night. Yeah. And it was interesting because when later on i'm jumping ahead a little bit we were going after the initial walkthrough we were going around and and had the i had the emf reader um and i'd read off names on the chair that were on the little plaques and the emf reader would spike up when i would name off certain uh the names and then it would drop down to nothing again and uh, we found out where the electrical wall was and um so we were aware of that um but we were moving around the theater and um, that kind of stuff was, was definitely happening um, as far as getting readings off of the EMF. I wish my tech girl was here to kind of go into details on the fun toys that she brought. Well, oh I, saw, I saw some of those. Yeah. And I was going to ask you one of the things too, and I brought this up with our friends, uh, greater Boston paranormal associates, one, because they have, they do investigations all the time on the USS Salem. And when you guys did this, if you plan on going here again, um, I suggested to them getting like a forensic artist. So that way somebody like Stacy can actually relay what you're seeing. And so when you're actually seeing it, so that way it's like, if you see these things, you can describe these things, then you could have somebody that actually can draw it out. And then you can actually have a face to put with these. That's a great idea. I think I definitely want to go back and because this was a first time, never done it before. We learned mm -hmm. a lot. Um, and there's still some things that are there, which we'll explain later that I'd like to go back further and and explore. Yeah. And, and 
obviously it wasn't a, you know, it's not a gigantic facility. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to stay, you know, localized. Cause I was telling my, my son, the producer before I'd been by it. I've never actually been in the theater there in Greenwood. I mean, so I drove, but I've just never actually been in the build in the building itself, but it's not a gigantic facility. So this is, this is one where it's fairly easy to get, get everybody together. And, and if you have, because you, based on the list, you had the you had the stuff, the grid laser. You had, you know, the only other thing I was like I said with the tech. You know, if you had it, did you have you guys thought about using the the obligatory the one that everybody loves, the cat balls? I've the never little heard round, that. It's the little round balls that flash, and so when they when they move, they'll light up. So you lay you lay those out there, and if something comes and moves them, they start going crazy. Oh wow! Yeah, so we, just, we did. We did this, um, we decided to put on a show for the spirits. Um, and so some, because some of us are entertainers, we'd go up and spend a little time telling jokes or I played piano and whatnot. And the one of the unforgettable moments for me was when I was done doing my stand-up bit, which wasn't that great, but um, I, uh, I said something funny because the, the voice box said encore. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And so that was pretty cool. Then there was one point where the song Happy came on. And that oh, really? was a connection with one of the people that was investigating. Um, and that was at the after the performance, the uh, the clap along because you're happy um, song came on. And we thought, well, how appropriate is that? You know, them telling us that they're happy with the performance. That's, that's awesome. And that's, you know, and that's. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, you know, just some of those validations, like when you actually get some stuff in that you get, especially like that encore one, that is, that is awesome. Yeah, I'll never forget that. And um, I got to play piano in the dressing room um, and we put the, um, one of the devices there and got some responses too. I don't quite remember, um, but uh, welcome back, Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> you were hearing spirit. I, was okay. just, I keep getting thrown out. Sorry. I'm so sorry about was, that. No, I was thinking about too. too. Yeah, one of the comments what, talked about the original Ghostbusters and you talked about going up to piano. I just popped in my head that Peter Vickman, you know, <laughs> going up there with the keys. Ding, 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 they hate this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, no, I was like, but you know, most, most of the stuff, like we've talked to a lot of people. It's, it's not about, and I'm not a big fan of the, the provoke, the provoking style investigations anyway. And so, I, it sounds yeah. like you, you guys did it exactly how it was, where it was more wanting to know who was here, why they're here and getting to know the people, you know, the passed on souls that were still in that area, as opposed to just going for, just, just going for the, the flashy, like, look what we got. It was more, you know, the one where you actually went step-by-step, step, which is really cool. Stacy. Yeah pointed out to me when we first had one of our first conversations about how, cause I was telling her I was stuck trying to find who was there and, and no one died at the building. And she explained to me that you don't have to die at the location. If they enjoy being at a certain place, they will hang out there. And it got me really feeling like I wanted to be respectful. Um, I didn't know if, if what I was experiencing was, was real to lead up to this. And so I wanted to just make sure that I was respectful to 
we were respectful to the spirits, but also to the facility um, and and to what our purpose was there. Um, and entertaining yeah. them, which is why they're there, is they like to see the shows, got that vibe. Well, then let's entertain them, which was a do wasn't you, really planned. Some crazy synchronicity. Did you see this? That that question, the the statement I put up on the screen. It was that um, the person watching actually asked that prior to you saying that. Oh. They and they said, oh, wow. "I wonder if spirits are attractive to reminders of their past lives." And then wow. you went right into that. So yeah. I was like, I just want to point that out. I'm like, that's a pretty cool synchronicity. It's just they had just asked that question, and you just, it, you know, that was what you went right to. And I was, I was pretty cool. Wow. So do, so that was you, cool. So do you know out of the number of purchased chairs in the theater, how many of them people have passed on? So you could kind of decipher on which ones you might be hearing, who you might be hearing, or who might be coming through? You know, that's something I'd you get me all excited to want to do another investigation there because I feel like we yeah. really weren't finished. And that is something that we could really, you know, take down the names of everyone who has been, um, you know, featured Mm -hmm. on those plaques and investigate. Yeah. I know one yeah. of them is Pickney is the last name, which during one of, uh, during the investigation, um, Stacy brought up, I believe it was Stacy brought up the Pickney name. And I explained that that is also the music hall at um, music center at Central Oregon Community College. So again, there mm -hmm. was another connection oh, to wow. the college. Stacy had, um, I'd like to her for her to go in a little bit about the history she was she was seeing ice, and this will come important later on towards the end of the investigation. But very at the very beginning, um, would you would you like to indulge on what you thought the building was underneath and used to be before the theater with the ice? Yeah, please do. Yeah, I remember we kept seeing this ice, ice blocks and, and the building full of ice. And, you know, it just didn't make any sense. And I thought, well, you know, Bend is cold. And I imagine there was an ice house somewhere, right? And, um, but that's all I would see about it. I was just kind of being shown kind of the old days as we were walking through. And, but as you see these old things, you pick up different layers. Like I was seeing also a pit underneath the stage. I said, there's a great big hole here or a big pit here or something. Another something underneath here. So I was seeing ice. I was seeing this pit, but they weren't really that close in, in timeline. But that's, you know, it's just gathering information and then puzzle pieces, right? And then you put them all together. Oh, so after, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. So Please, later on, we decided to go into the, um, towards the end when the activity was kind of dimming down a little bit. Um, this was probably around two in the morning. We decided to take the EMF reader, go upstairs. Um, there's little loft area that has all of the props. And we would take the EMF reader to different props to see if anything would spike. And we would grab a hold of the things that would spike. We took them downstairs to Stacy, who was on the stage and we set up the stuff on this table. And then we would see um, 
what kind of things that she would read off of them. And we brought down kind of this old looking urn type thing with a lid. And uh, when I, correct me if I'm wrong, Stacy, but we came, we came down and set it down and she said something about how that was interesting. And we opened it up and there was ice cubes in it. And so we thought, well, weren't you talking about ice earlier? And so we thought that was kind of, you know, an interesting link of like, we didn't even know there was, um, you know, it's just fun. We don't know what, but it's just fun to play along and see what kind of things happen. And, um, you know, like the image I sent you, I was like, that was just taking multiple shots of a dark, the stage that's dark. And I saw this little lit up little fuzzy thing and blew it up. And I was like, well, that looks interesting. So there's, but you, you can't, you don't really have an answer. You're just like, well, I noticed this, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. As you're talking there, I'm going to bring them up here to show everybody. And that's, um, yeah, it's, it's what, it's one of those things too, where it's just, I really, you know, I, I really liked those pictures and I use it in the, um, in one of those, the, the, let me see if I can try this again where I'm not stuttering on my own words. I used it in the promo for the show there, man. I, I act like this is my first time ever doing this. Yeah. So they, yeah, that it was, it was really cool the way it um, blown up. And I said, I like those. I like how you get those, those kind of captures. And I really like how the same way, like what Stacy did to me, that is, some of the best validation when you have somebody say something prior to either, either a, the discovery or when they have somebody like Stacy go through first and then you do the investigation and then you compare notes and you realize, because I'm that way, scient you know, scientific research is that way is you find yeah. these things where they, where you overlap is how you find your, like, just like anything, when you're doing something, if you want to find the center of something, put lines across and where, you know, where they cross is that's your center right. point. And so if you can have something like that where Stacy's saying, I, I, I see ice. And then as you guys are going through it, you find it. You're like, I, I'm going to go one. with we got something here. I, I, it just, it's, yeah. This doesn't seem like made up. I go, this, this is pretty much one where I don't really know anybody that can contest that this is real or not. Because this seems pretty actual, factual. Moments like that were happening more frequently the first half of the investigation. But, um, you know, it lots of giggles. Um, Stacy, you want to tell them about um, what happened prior to the chair incident? Oh, she disappeared. Um, there's the image. Yep, there now this is taken from the cup, a couple of the back, somewhere in the back row, back of this uh, seating area. And I just kept taking pictures as um, different paranormal investigators, if we can call ourselves that, uh, we're asking questions to the spirits, looking for answers um, out of the toys that we had. Uh, and I just kept taking pictures, taking pictures. Uh, it wasn't until the next day I started looking through pictures and a lot of them were just black, black, black. And then I saw this little lit up smudge and zoomed in and was kind of looks like to me like armor like someone dressed up for a scene in a you know a play of some sort yeah I, and that was one of the things i would say because for me this looks this almost looks like some like right here is a nose 
and like the eyebrows, you know, and then you got the top of the head, and then you know, like this could be like ear ear, and it's almost like this face is either to me this head's peering behind something, or it's like you said, it's inside of something. Like you yeah. could say the armor. That's what the it looked like to me. Yeah, I don't know if you know what everybody else sees. Like I said, just looking at it, that's what popped out to me. Because you asked me a question, what do you think you see? And that's what I saw. I mean, but other people are going to be, I don't see anything. You might have some people that see, you know, see the thing. So I'll let people, you know, comment, tell, tell everybody what you think you see in this photo. But that's... I'd yeah, love to was, know. Yeah, please do. So everybody just watch it, you know, please put that in the comments, what you think it is. And then, but yeah, it's, that's one of the things I would love if you do this again to, you know, to employ something, because if you have this much activity, I mean, I feel like you could probably, you know, like, so Stacy, were you seeing like, you know, this is for the people that don't have this gift or thing. Are you seeing people like in real time? Like you, like you see me and Chris and, and Janelle. So when you see it, like you can describe, I see a guy with a beard with a gray hat and a Marvel t-shirt. I mean, are you able to see those kind of details <laughs> or is it more just like a fuzzy, just a generalized, I see a man, you know, kind of a taller man. Sometimes it's always different. Sometimes it's just an outline and it's, it's a kind of an outline that you can tell it's a male or an outline you can tell it's a female. Sometimes it's very specific. Um, but there was, you know, there was so much activity in the theater that night. It was so amazing that there was, I, I think that we probably missed three quarters of what we caught. You know what I mean? And um, the, the one man, the one gentleman that kept coming forward and stayed with us the whole night, um, this, we, we ended up calling him Mr. Handsome. Um, yeah. He was very handsome. And, and so, you know, he was wanting to make sure that we knew what he looked like. That's, that's cool. He's a little different. And that's, and it's, and that was, that's one of the things like it's, I, I don't want to say, because envious sounds just terrible to say as I'm, I'm envious of that gift because it's one, I mean, I've got all this stuff all the time. You know, I want to see these things. Like I, I've seen what I think are shadow figures. I've seen it a couple of times in the house. Um, Chase has seen it in the house. I've seen in different things I hear, but I don't, I've, I've just, how cool would it be to be able to go into some place like that and to see that woman in the Victorian era dress, you know, or just to go see a native, you know, a native, you know, tribal, you know, and going to say, and see these things in, you know, almost like real time and what they were doing. I go, to me, that is something so cool. It was really important for me to have Stacy. Uh, I probably wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for her saying yes, just because we already found out we had this connection of um, me knowing her son and working with him. But um, having that guide to kind of let us know what what's going on and and um, she she couldn't she kept getting all these different names that kept coming out and, and descriptions of all these different people and they had senses of humor, um, which I found surprising. Um, the things that they would, that she would say, we'd, we'd start laughing. Um, and so that was, uh, I loved the, the humor that the, the spirits had in channeling through, uh, Stacy and sharing with us. Now, what their thoughts were. You, of did you guys come across anybody that's like in an altered um, state, like not like how they were before? Because one of the comments too was um, from King was 
about how a lot of times like you can see some of these images they have like a skeletal appearance to them mm. in some of those ones so did you come across anything like that where it was like some altered version of what they used to be you know like they were in like this how well we'll use you know it's Beetlejuice, you know, how you have the waiting room for the, you know, for the recently departed and it's in either the shrunken head or they're sitting there, they're holding their head that was cut, you know, or the arms are missing, you know, just, do you ever encounter that? Or is it kind of like the, the spirits kind of show themselves how they want to be projected? You know, that's. You do encounter that. And we didn't at the theater, everybody was there and dressed up and ready to have a good time. But I encounter that in other places. Yeah. And, and um, you know, sometimes if you get a particularly nasty spirit, they want to be scary. So they're going to project themselves as, as awful as they can. But at the theater, it was so wonderful. They were just happy that we were there for them, you know. What? And I think that's in general what she hit on. I think is that was one of the things, because you always have, like, the trigger objects. You know, you put here, like... If you know you're going to carry a little girl, you know, girl or little boy, you know, you put a, a toy out there for them to play with. You do something like that. And I think the way you guys did performing on the stage, that was like an instant connection with everybody that's lost there because that's the reason they're there. Whether it was back in the 1800s, whether it was somebody just died of a heart attack five weeks ago, they love the theater. That was their that was their thing. That was their release. That was the thing. They, and you guys were providing that for them. So I'm I'm sure that was what really kicked off you know a lot of a lot of stuff which i'm assuming you know i'm projecting that you know that is what happened i'm assuming that's when you know things really ramped up and hearing the noise initially with the shoes and um then monica monica tory monica mcdonald tory is her name um the reason i got really excited when i first found her is because she was a lot like me when she was alive. She was active in the community. She loved um, performing and sharing that passion with others and entertaining children, teaching music, a lot of things that I do. And I feel I was the kind of one of the first ones to since the lockdown of COVID to start teaching at the theater. And I'm thinking I'd like to think that she saw me on stage teaching, connecting with these kids, um, that maybe she felt like she could um, make a connection with me um, and get the ball rolling um, and really felt like through the process of learning about her and the theater that the more that I learned, the more I wanted to, to um, present what this theater has behind the scenes, so to speak. And the, the prop room upstairs was really fascinating. Um, there was one artifact that brought down that made um, us feel nauseous when we were holding it. And I brought it down to Stacy, and she, that was the only item she felt a negative energy from. And uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Stacy, because this was like seven, eight months ago. But um, we we put salt around it. We took it, uh, salt around it, put it in a bag, said a prayer. Um, Larry and I did. Larry Lloyd was one of the members of the investigation. Um, we took it outside and took it out of the building. Is that when the chair incident happened, Stacy? 
Yep, that's how we did it. We salted it and got it out of the building. And it needed to go. That was, that was, um, something was awful with the patch to that. Awful. I didn't feel right for a little while after that. And um, I felt fine prior to that. Um, but my stomach really did mm -hmm. not feel good. Um, she did a blessing uh, for me and um, did a little ceremony to to remove anything that may have been entered. Um, but that was an interesting experience. And then we'd take breaks and go outside and discuss our findings in between sessions where a pair of us would go into the building, walk around, do some things, go back out. We'd talk about it and then another set would go in. Um, we didn't want to have too many people in the building. If somebody was on one side making noise, the other team might think that it was a ghost or something. So yeah, during that, during that time when we were outside, we'd sat on these chairs that the theater had sitting out back with no problem. Uh, we had a cauldron with uh, herbs and flowers and uh, ceremonial burning that we did prior to bless us. Um, and, uh, sat down in this chair and it collapsed on me. And this was right wow. after I had held that artifact that, uh, do you remember what the artifact was? It was kind of um, creepy. It was, like, it was like a terracotta or a ceramic body person. And um, it was just weird. It, was, it wasn't anything beautiful. It was very odd. And um, yeah, and that chair, when you sat in the chair, it didn't just like break a little bit. It, it every piece Splintered. of that chair came apart. All the legs <laughs> fell off. All the, the whole, I mean, everything. I'm all the big pieces person. fell apart. Everything. No. Yeah, I'm not a big person. No. I, I, I don't really break chairs. And it was a wooden, sturdy chair that just. <laughs> yes. Now, did you take photographs yeah. of that object by any chance? Yes. Uh, I'm sure one of us has a picture of it. Did those come out distorted in any way? Or did they come out pretty clear? Because that's why I'm wondering if like the energy coming off of that would, you know, would alter the photograph. Like if you're going to get some of them that are kind of blurred. I took some pictures of that. And one is blurry and the others are clear. Yeah. So that's one. that's what I'm curious if it was somewhere in the time, like with it blurry, if that's when people were feeling a little you know, affected by that object. Cause it sounds like something was attached to that. And that'd be, that'd be interesting to be able to research like where that came from. If that was something that somebody just brought as a prop and just left, or if that was something that, you know, just like I said, actually had an attachment for it. And we're like, you know, Hey, let's just give it to the theater. Well, the, yeah, the theater has a lot of odd things upstairs, but most of them are just like candle operas and books and um, you know, comforters, pillows, blankets, this definitely was uh, a little different than the rest. But like I said, we were going to each section of the props, putting that EMF reader on different things. Some things would have no read and others would just spike up. And that one was, if I remember correctly, the biggest spiked one. Uh, um, and by the time I picked it up, carried it downstairs to put it to show Stacy, um, I started feeling sick and then uh, I told her um, we got rid of it. She did a little um, prayer over me and just as quickly as the, the feeling 
came, it went. Ed, did you feel any temperature change as you were close to the object? I mean, did you feel unease or anything um, as, you know, just around this? Yeah, I don't really remember except walking down the stairs and feeling woozy. And that was like, am I tired? Am I, oh, my stomach's turning. And it was, I didn't connect that it was the object because I'd never experienced anything like that. I don't remember any temperature change. Now, what happened to the object? Is it still at the theater? Uh, we left it outside, and the next day I notified um, a couple board members of why that object was outside because I had stressed to the team that we were to not touch anything, remove anything, or, you know, any of those kinds of things. And uh, and here I am removing something out of the building. And, uh, Touching, so removing. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but they were totally on board and understanding and... and um, you know, uh, express that they would love for us to come and kind of do that again with more of, cause after that I was kind of like done with the prop room and, <laughs> oh, um, I can imagine. but would like to go back and, and do that more. Cause they would like for us to remove any of those things. Cause like you said, you know, thrift stores, different places, people donate things to the, mm -hmm. the building and who knows what else is up there. That's causing weird things to happen. Yep. No, but Chris, you're muted. <laughs> Did you feel any type of way when you were walking down the stairs that you might fall or were you holding on really tight or was the object? Definitely. You... It was about, about um, four or five steps down that I started, I had to grab the handle and I was holding the object and started feeling like, Ooh, I'm feeling a little weird. Yeah. I think I might've threw their object. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that was um that was a really interesting um kind of shook me for a couple of days. Uh Stacy gave me some herbs to burn and I I kept doing my own little prayers over and smelling them and and kind of felt better about 48 hours after. Um but I didn't want to like even talk to my husband cuz I I felt so angry and irritable and I'm not really that type of personality and I felt really uh, I even messaged and called Stacy a few times going I don't I don't feel right yeah that's it's it was yeah. you guys were you guys were blessed to have um, Stacy along for the you know for this one because that's like and I said, Scooby Doo yep <laughs> yeah then that well, well that's a good segue it's like so what was um what was Scooby um picking up on during the thing I mean like because you said that he, yeah, my, I'm assuming he, but you know, that he would, and so he would just kind of alert, like something's here, you know, like all of a sudden look, because how animals will just kind of look like they're just off in la la land, staring off in a corner and you're like, you know, and just, and you realize, okay, they're probably seeing something that I'm not. The front entrance, the popcorn machine that's not there. Do you remember <laughs> us having that incident, Stacy, With the dog? Think, oh. um, I don't know. She heard. Uh, Stacy, did you um do you remember part about the um what you said with the popcorn machine? Yeah, we we smelled buttered popcorn towards the end of the investigation. We were in the front lobby and we kept smelling. All of us were smelling. If I remember correctly, we're smelling buttered popcorn and 
her dog was going to the front window area um, and really adamant about sniffing in that area. And it seems, um, and that's when uh, Stacy was saying that that she was seeing something along the lines of that's where um, there used to be like a ticket window or something, and there was a popcorn machine. Um, uh, but we were um, we were drawn to that area because of the the dog's nose just going nuts. Also, um, as we were going through the part where we were going through the different chairs, um, the dog would. Uh, go off into certain aisles um, and we that would kind of lead me to go check my EMF reader um, in those chairs and name off those names and then um, it would spike um, when I would say the names right after. Wow. Did the dog have That's the video I tried to send you. Did Scooby have any interaction with the prop that had all the negative energy? I'm not sure if uh, he was with us at that time. I believe he was outside with one of the investigators chilling by the um, by the back door. Um, we he normally would hang out and do the in investigations with uh, with Stacy since it was her dog, and Stacy had an assistant um, with her as well um, that helped out. So. It was it was an amazing experience, and um, we actually, um, after talking to some of the board members about what we had happen, um, we think it'd be a really great idea to kind of make it into an interactive play um, where we could show images and footage throughout the play, but have actors act out our investigative team and um, even have you know, the play off of the theater in itself to kind of show what we discovered, but we definitely would have to do another investigation again and, and do the focus more in the six to midnight versus the midnight to four that we thought was going to be the peak. That was a surprise. Oh yeah. That, um, did, I don't know if you saw that one. Um, Larry did update. He said, as he remembers that it didn't collapse, you know, when you sat down is that you were sitting in it and then, you know, before it happened, like you were actually sitting in it for a little while. And then, yeah, we all sat in the chair, um, previous to it collapsing. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. When that, when that was just, so is it Lindsay, because obviously if, if there's a few people sitting in this, you know, somebody would have noticed if it was not sound, if it was rickety, they'd be like, man, this chair is, you know, going to fall apart. So that, that's something that what everybody was sitting down at and then it just, you know, like I said, explodes into pieces. That's, yeah. that's pretty intense. My butt that, felt it for a couple days. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing. I just, yeah. It's, and, and you know, it's, um, the odd thing of it, hap all of this happening earlier in the in the investigation, really was kind of the the big shocker because uh, I used to drive night shift for a cab company here in Bend, and that's when I really started to see paranormal, unexplained things happening. Um, and so my sure. thoughts were, oh, during the two o'clock, three o'clock hour, when one o'clock, when I've normally seen strange things out and about is when it's going to happen in this building. And, um, that wasn't the case at all. 
Um, so I'm, I found it fascinating that the fact that I had the the thoughts that you had to die at a location to 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 have the spirits there, and then the other is the time frame of things are going to happen during this window of time, and that's not the case either. Yeah, I think, and that was one of the things I've always. I've always been curious about too, and it was that same thing. It's like, do they have to be somewhat tied to an area, or is it something where when we die, you know, if you're into, you know, like if you're into racing sports, if you're in, you just we go to libraries, is it the library that you always spent time with, or is it just basically you you can float like wherever you want to and end up just kind of going from place to place? But it seems like a lot of them are kind of stuck stuck in one location. So yeah, it's one of the things I don't know. And I hope to be if if I if not if, when I pass, that I would go to the location that where I was happiest if that's what happens. Um, but I also find it odd, um, for example, uh, on Newport um, on Avenue heading towards the college, uh, there is 15th Street, which is on one side, just a gravel alleyway. And I was up a street looking both ways to turn and it was dark out and there were street lights. And when I had looked to the right uh, and looked to the left, my thoughts were catching up with me that I saw something crossing the street, but it seemed like a, a black garbage bag blowing across uh, under the light. And when I looked back, I saw the black thing disappear into the alley and was it wasn't a deer it wasn't a person it, it flowed across in a way that I couldn't explain so I went to the gas station near there uh, I went in there regularly they let me use the restroom at odd hours and I was telling one of the guys behind the counter about that and he informed me that about 10 years ago from then uh, there was a man who was killed uh, by a drunk driver crossing the street right there and it was around that time at night when it had occurred. So oh, wow. we kind of came to the the thought that maybe that that person keeps because I'd seen it more than once there because I dropped someone off at uh, home after they got off work and I would get to that spot about the same time. And sure enough, I'd I'd see just that same thing, this black swoop under the street light, And then it was like I wouldn't see it in the middle of the street. It would be the beginning and then the end. No, was that Cherry Cab? Is that who you work for? No, Coiled Cabs. Coiled Cabs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just... yeah. A lot of, saw yeah. a lot of unusual things. Uh, also, teaching music in people's homes, teaching kids in their homes. Uh, any the a lot of the homes in the historical district across from Drake Park um, that I'd been in had weird things happen. Um, there was a toaster oven. Um, that caught fire that was unplugged in the kitchen while I was teaching a music lesson. No one was in the kitchen. Um, and I had to pour a vase of water on their beautiful countertops um, to put the fire out. Um, my phone completely turned off, was playing audio from something on my phone uh, while there, hearing footsteps upstairs. Um, those houses over across from Drake Park, just from my time of teaching mm -hmm. um, a lot of stuff goes on in bend for sure. Yeah. They had a haunted it's now did, did the theater now, is that part of the haunted tour now? I or spoke with it... the Deschutes historical society or 
sorry, I'm going to correct that, Deschutes Historical Museum about what I was doing for CTC, and they said that they'd like for me to give them any information on what they found. Um, they'd like to look into concluding or including that in their tour. Um, they do have a wonderful video on YouTube um, during a virtual tour. Normally they do a tour where you walk around and they talk about it, but due to mm -hmm. COVID, they did a virtual one. Uh, I'd love it if they would get CTC as a part of that because the Tower Theater has some great history there as well how old is that building that you guys are in um that question's above my pay grade yeah that's i was looking at because i know like you got i think it was 1976 right that cascade theatrical company was formed yeah but it, i don't it know developed has an anniversary recent anniversary it's um a beautiful theater recently remodeled and um you know, it's a, we're really blessed to have a great theater here in this community. We lost uh, Second Street Theater, which I, I did a, an investigation by myself there um, because uh, I was experiencing things there. Um, and uh, I would see the curtains move when the doors were all closed and no one else was in there um, hearing weird noises. Um, but that place has since moved on to other things, but definitely um, really interested by these moments of what the heck just happened. I can't explain that. My brain wants to know an answer. Well, yeah, and that's, that's what it is. I mean, I was just, um, and just, just alone, that statue one is one of those just in my head. That's what it was like, you know, like this is the, you know, I'm like focused on that. It was like, find out where that statue came from, where this is, how such a strong entity or presence got attached to that thing. So it was because like what Laura um, commented on there, it's like, you know, typically like your normal, you know, little old lady who loves theater isn't, um, isn't going to project that kind of, you know, energy, that kind of negative feeling to an object where it's more likely poltergeist or, you know, everybody likes to throw out the, you know, demonic, you know, that's not, yeah. you know, possibly not the case, but there's something stronger tied, you know, to that item for some reason. And I'm curious, I'm just curious where it came from, you know, yeah, that, there's... the energy there, the whole time, the whole experience has been nothing but positive. And then that thing was just kind of like, all right, we're done. <laughs> that, that <Yeah. laughs> it was like, that's, that's some, we, we didn't want to do that side of paranormal investigation. It was, um, it, it was a feeling I never experienced before or well, since. Like, you know, that's, that's like the haunted dolls, you know, like Robert the doll. I mean, that is, I said it had those, that sounded like that statue had that kind of a thing where this is one where it almost needs to have the warning label. Like right mm -hmm. now, if, you know, I'm not sure if it's still there at the theater, but you know, most likely there's some home, um, poor unfortunate homeless person that picked up a cool statue that's having a really bad night yeah we got can't figure out it. what it can't figure out what it is because they just picked up this cool statue and it's just like everything is going wrong right right poor <laughs> yeah, guy. It's just, yeah and it's just they have no idea what happened like how could this get any worse i'm already homeless and now i'm like now you know my stuff just keeps getting thrown all over the place i can't you know they're all mad at everybody else and it's just they it happens to, to be tit. that and yeah, it's a statue. Yeah, it's just it's you know the poor 
poor person's already got it bad enough, and now they're just they're tortured by this statue that they thought was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy yeah, it, turn of turn of the night, definitely. Yeah. It's, oh man, and so out of all the equipment that you guys got, what gave you the best evidence out of this? You know, that just everybody was just, you know, blown away by. I was, I was really expecting the, the green grid to, cause I'd never seen anything like that before. I thought that was going to be really producing a lot, but um, the EMF reader, I think is a great start. If anybody's looking to, to doing any mm-hmm. investigations or maybe they have items at home that they're, they picked up at a thrift store that they're curious about. Um, an EMF reader is really great. Um, but I, I personally was intrigued by the little, I still don't know how it quite works, but the little voice box thing where you would hear these, mm-hmm. just this constant clicking noise. And then all of a sudden you'd hear a voice or you'd hear sounds and supposedly it filters out any radio frequencies of catching, you know, radio channels or anything like that. So um, from my understanding, not the tech girl, but from my understanding, that's a pretty accurate tool. That was, that was the SB7, right? Spirit Box? Yeah. Okay, I've got one of those too. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. We'll give a plug. It filters out 104.1 and... One hundred five seven. It doesn't. It doesn't. Br- it doesn't bring in the direct. Doesn't bring Dave Clemens in. <laughs> yeah, Dave Clemens is not over there going Janelle, Janelle. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 supposed to because a lot of times, like when you when you go, it just you can adjust the frequency and it'll just be. Yeah. You know, you'll hear that, and then what it's doing, it's doing a rapid sweep over all these bands, and it's not supposed to pick up, you know, direct direct line from. A, a single radio station. It's supposed to be when you hear something like it's over there. You know, if you hear something like that, what it's doing is it's using the communication from that broad sweep and all different things and combining it and being supposedly being able to use that to communicate. And that's where, and I, I, I like it myself. I've got one. And so as soon as we ever go on one, that's, you know, I've got all the equipment, I've got some of the equipment to do it. I just need to, we need to get on, on this. And the thing with so. that, that thing is it wasn't always going off with different things. There was only maybe mm-hmm. a handful of things that came through, which was the um, encore after I had done my comedy. I think there was something after Larry did his comedy. Um, it said something. There was maybe a name or two that got brought up and then the happy song um, that came on after we had done our performance and um for the and we would see either dust bugs i'm not sure what but those little orb things were when you'd stand on stage and i was doing my little comedy bit for the the spirits they were all it was all over the place you could see it with your own eyes it wasn't like take a picture and see it it was right across and then another one goes zigzag it wasn't I've been on that stage many, many times performing and we would have the spotlights or whatever. You, you wouldn't see, even if it was all dark, you wouldn't see those things zooming around. I think you physically seeing them is, is definitely something because there's, there's many, many instances of people reporting, seeing orbs floating around, you know, because when you see the, the night vision, 
that's one of the things. Is it a dust? Is it bugs? You know, that's the predominant thing. I, I give more credence to one, to the investigators like yourself that are like all of a sudden like going, Oh my God, what was that? You know, I felt something just touch me. And right before that, you see this thing go, you know, and just, you know, immediately like go right to them. And then they have that reaction. I'm, I'm more like, okay, there's something there to the one that just, did you see this little thing float by? I'm like, eh, that's probably the infamous dust or bug thing. But when you're physically, they're like playing the piano with lights on and you see something that's dust doesn't act like that. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. not seeing this giant piece of dust floating by. I mean, if you saw something physically that large, you saw something. I mean, you actually saw an app apparition, which is <laughs> awesome. That's, it was that's way, cool. Way more than I thought I would even see. Um, Cause I've yeah. never experienced it. I mean, it, they were, it was like, if you would see a swarm of mosquitoes at the lake, um, that's what you were seeing. Um, Got the new Bobby Mackey's going on here. It was, it was pretty crazy. And I, and I appreciate you guys having us on or me on and Stacy in spirit and not. <laughs> I know. Um, I feel bad. It's like, she keeps having um, troubles with the signal. And so, um, oh, that's yeah. the, the, the uh, mid Oregon troubles of internet, but I thought I was going to have yeah. the issues. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think you've inspired me to, to go back and do it again this summer. Um, and, uh, take on some of those challenges and ideas that you guys gave us to even the forensic, um, artist, you know, and, and the different things to, and recording first and foremost during the, the performance hours, the theaters usually open. Um, you know, we got the first one out of the way. Um, we'd love mm -hmm. to also do another one at McMinimins. Uh, there's several. Oh, yeah hot spots there that we, yep. we were thinking we'd stay the night and do an investigation there. Um, also there's some, um, camping campground areas that one of our investigators, Stuart was telling us about, um, native American lands where they've heard children or horses galloping, different things like that. We would like to go out there and explore. Um, we're also big into looking into Bigfoot sightings and things around in this area that we've oh, heard yes. about. Um, and, uh, some unexplained UFO stuff in this area as well. Uh, I think this land is really rich with history and I would love to learn about that side of, of this part of Oregon. Um, and, uh, thank you for inspiring me to, to do a second oh. one at CTC. Well, I'm, I'm glad we could do that. I don't. You know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's one of those things too, where it's just for me, like I said, I just, through these, I'm learning right along with you guys. And that's one of the things that I learned from greater Boston paranormal. And I just thought about that. They're like, you know, we always see this cook on the ship and we do these things. And I'm like, and then it just popped in my head. It's like, you know, I don't know if forensic artist is the right word. It's that one that does like the police sketches, you know, just, you know, you have something as they describe it. And that's where I'm like having somebody like Stacy saying, I see a lady, she's wearing this, 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 and like the one you said with the heels, you know, just, she could actually draw this. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, you take her picture and then you look up the lady that was there. And all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, this is a match. This is actually her. And you're like, and I can't think of a better validation to the whole process than somebody that doesn't know the history. You know, like you, you, she could draw some guy 
And that could have been a guy that was involved in an ice house that was there in the thing that was killed, but absolutely loved going to the productions in town. He could have owned it. Yeah, and donated a lot of money, and and that's how the ice connection is. Yeah, totally. And I love that idea, and that's what has really inspired me to go, okay, we got to do this again and um, go through those artifacts and and take pictures of them and each one that we get an EMF reading on. And uh, if you guys ever come back to Bend, you know, uh, we could set it up to where you could join us in the investigation. Oh, that would be awesome. Like I said, I still – I still have connections and there, you know, family that lives in Oregon. So it's like we moved down here to central Florida, you know, to get away from the cold. Cause it was just, you know, it's one, it's one of those, it's like a little nostalgic with a fire, but it's, it's like, man, I'm telling you, get down here where it's warm. It's like, it's oh, it's so nice. I had a handful of friends move from Oregon to Florida over the last couple of years to get away from Cape Brown and the Oregon, you know, uh, whole nother podcast, but you know, it's, it's something I'm, I'm jealous of, uh, you guys over there in Florida as the wind is blowing the trees outside the blue sky makes you think it's nice out, but brr. yeah, I'm it's, it's of, like, it, it looks like a bluebird day. I, I'm, I'm jealous of you all. I would love to be in the cold right now. I would love to be up North Oregon, Washington, somewhere. That's where I'm moving. That's my spot. Come night ski at Hoodoo. I'll give you a couple tickets. <laughs> yes, that's that. Is, it is fun. Like I said, I won't lie. Like I, that's why I was telling them, you know, being a tourist, it's one thing. Working and living there is. Oh, I've just told you that December, the end of December, January, till till somewhere around the middle of March is just not fun. It is just. It's miserable to drive. It's just miserable. It's just nothing. Nothing better than snow ruts. Let me we actually you. had a really mild winter this year. I, my husband and I were patting each other on the back. We actually made it through this winter awesome. without needing to change our tires over. Huh. So didn't really snow much, and which isn't going to be good for the water. But... For water, but, you know, uh, I saved myself some money on tires. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, oh, my God. Yeah. No, I, I, look, I look forward to it. And like I said, I'm, it's, it, it makes me happy that, you know, we're inspiration for you guys to do this thing again. But, I mean, I really look forward to that. I mean, and that's just, as you guys expect, I mean, that's, I mean, isn't that how we do everything? It's like you look back on it, you're like, oh, I wish I did this. And then, you know, then the next time it's even better. Now you, you, now you know the stuff that didn't work, that's going to work, you know, that this works. So we can expand on that and spend more time focusing on this thing. And that's, I mean, I, I can't see how this cannot be put on that tour now, because from what you guys are saying, this is a highly active location. Well, thank and you so much for having me on. Cause we yeah. haven't really talked about it to anybody. We've just been holding on to this information. And I saw you doing a, that interview with Dave Clemens, um, my coworker, which was a fantastic interview. I, I watched well, it three you. times because it was just so funny and entertaining. And uh, I thought, you know what, I need, need, based off of your introduction of your podcast, I was like, all right, they might be interested in knowing what we did at CTC. So uh, great to have a platform to share our story with. And um, we're going to go back and do it again. We'll let you know so that we can give you a part two. Well, I, I appreciate that. We'll you don't, have you back. Since Stacy hasn't made it on, I wanted her to plug. Do you happen to know how people can get a hold of her by any chance? Because uh, Stacey, I want to, yeah, I want to plug yeah, her. Yeah, I found her on, um, 
on Google just by searching up uh, Psychic Oregon, uh, Central Oregon, but her name is Stacy Mitchell. She is on Facebook. Um, and uh, I believe she has a little herb shop, online herb shop too, um, as well, I, I believe. I feel bad that uh, her connection wasn't as clear. But, yeah, yeah, I was doing a... Let's see. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do a little real quick thing. Seeing here, um, it's not. Um, yeah, see, Silver Moon Healing is that her? Uh, I'm not sure. I can look up while I got you on too. Because it says Silver Moon Healing, Stacy Mitchell, Psychic Clairvoyant Advisors, located on, I think it's Wigeon Drive. Yeah, I'm just, very. I'm hoping that's her. If not, you know, hey, St that other Stacy Mitchell, you're welcome. <laughs> I just gave you a plug. <laughs> it's not, if it's not the right one, it's, it's that I'm hoping. But it's, yeah, it's because if that if that's her, I just wanted to give her a plug. If not, like I said, I'd be more than happy to, you know, put her information out there later yeah, I on. Believe she, yeah, I believe Psychic in Coos Bay. Is she in Coos Bay? Yeah, Stacy Mitchell, psychic medium, I believe is. I believe yeah, she's over in Coos Bay. So, yeah, that's so that might not be the same same one, but hey, like I said, that there you go. <laughs> yeah, there it is, Stacy Mitchell, psychic medium and paranormal investigator investigations. Nope, oh, there it is. Here, let me bring it up on screen. I found it on Facebook. There, there. And if it's Facebook. not, plug. if there's another psychic that's Stacy Mitchell, then we plug them too, I guess. That's using her picture. That, that looks like the same Stacy. So that's I'm going to go. Yes. yes. So you can go to Stacy Mitchell. Psych, you know, she, like I said, like, like the page. See, like the page. Let's do that right there. You can go ask questions. She's got um, information that she does. Um, that's. And same thing, you know, you can catch Janelle at 104.1, you know, it's on, and that you can also get, are you, is that the only station that you're on? Um, yeah, sometimes I'll fill in uh, the other stations, but uh, the peak 104.1, you can listen and stream at mycentraloregon.com. You can also like DJ Janelle on Facebook. I think I did. And then I Cascades did. Theatrical Company uh, is the theater um, that we did the investigation of. And I, I also want to um, give a huge shout out and thank you because this probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for um, connecting with like-minded people on Bend, uh, Paranormal Bend on Facebook. That group um, is also looking to, to do investigations and meet up with other people that want to do kind of like what we did where um, just met some other people on that Facebook group and decided to get together and do an investigation. So it's a great platform if anyone in Central Oregon is looking to meet like-minded thinkers on what the heck's going on type thoughts with paranormal. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 one of those things. It's uh, you know I said everybody just support them. Like I said right there, if you saw on the bottom of there, it said you can sign up. Um, for more information to follow along with them as well, uh, because it's it's it was like I said for me it was really cool just kind of because it's like nostalgia you know seeing the place like I drove by all the time people I've people I've listened to the different things I really I really like that and I'm also looking forward to 
the new information that you guys find because that's going to be you know really fantastic as as this thing goes around because you guys really did come up with some really cool you know experiences i mean uh, that's a hell of a first time <laughs> to go on an investigation exploding I think it took chairs us about six months to absorb what we experienced because it was just really kind of you know you're an observer in the experience and a lot of times when things would happen it takes you as a living being a few seconds to kind of register like what what did you guys just what was that you know um and to have other people there to kind of you know be skeptical of what you saw or experienced but also supportive it was a really great balance and our mm -hmm. team was a lot of fun and um you know i i definitely want to do it again and and uh, share with you what what we discover on the next round well awesome well here like i said we'll wrap it up right here but if you want to hang on um like i said as soon as we're done i'll talk to you for just a second after the after the the intro is all, uh, outro is all done <laughs> when we go offline so hold on one second here so this ep right. episode this episode was brought to you by threebeardspodcast.com we're still looking for a sponsor everybody sponsor 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 yeah nice said we can also sponsor the you know sponsor and help the show by going to Outer Realms Bathworks. Tanya Medea makes our signature blend beard oil. We have you can go to there on Facebook Outer Realms Bathworks. Yes, it, it's I, I would like to say by using a couple of drops of this, this is what occurs. But that would be false advertising and that would be <laughs> fake news. It, it, but it does keep it from sticking out in weird locations. So just by using that, it keeps it somewhat tamed down. Well, so thanks. yeah, check I the, could use that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, go is the had been the bearded lady. It's like, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, so check that out. Uh, you could also find find us on all of social media. Uh, every, it's like, like we had a couple of comments tonight. Same way. What way you can really help out the show is like especially when you're watching is is those emojis. Put those on there, comment, whether you're YouTube, Facebook, comment, because that that's what helps the algorithm the most it seems to be. It's just when people are really engaged, like it just, we've, we've picked up some real fans of the show. You know, we appreciate everybody that shares and shares the stuff and, you know, likes and shares and watches. I mean, that means a lot to us. So just like subscribe on pretty much all this TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We're on all those as three beards podcast. Uh, Check that out. We're also rebroadcast every Wednesday night um, at uh, 11 p.m. ish, depending on when Outer Realms is done. On yep, right there, right there on ERRT Radio, courtesy of Ron. Appreciate that. Um, you can go to. You can also support the show by going to Redbubble.com or Patreon.com forward slash Three Beards Podcast um, to buy merchandise. Or when you go to Three Beards Podcast.com, you can also um, go to our gear and merchandise section and purchase stuff there. But I just want to thank the guests, everybody that's watching, um, you know, go Cascade, Cascade's theatrical, theatrical, listen to me, theatrical company. Um, go support, go support them. Um, let them know that you saw this, you know, that's, you know, it's great to give them exposure, you know, outside of the central Oregon area too, you know, that really helps there, you know, bringing in, you know, bringing in, you know, guests and stuff to the area, you know, and that they could have a place to actually go check out those things. So, you know, definitely support them. Stacey, Stacey Mitchell, um, you know, go there to the, you know, support her, tell her thank you for being on the show as well. Um, 
Corey, you know, hope, you know, hope the little one's feeling better. You know, I said, sorry, you weren't able to make the show. We'll, you'll make the next one for sure. We'll do that. So everybody, thank you for watching. We will see you on the next one. No show, unless I do a little weird one, you know, just impromptu, but there'll be no show next week. Cause I'm, I'm going to be off. So we'll be back on the 13th to talk about hoodoo, um, you know, justice magic. And so that'll be a, that'll be a pretty cool show there too. So everybody, thanks again for watching channel. Appreciate it. And we will see you on the next one. Thank you. Good night.